Welcome back to this week's episode of The Last Take. Fresh right off the press, the 2023 football schedule has just been released. August 31st will be at Minnesota and then at Colorado. Three straight home games, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, and then Michigan. Then we'll go on the road against Illinois, have a bye week, two back-to-back home games against Northwestern and Purdue, at East Lansing and Michigan State, back home against versus Maryland. On the road at Madison, Wisconsin, and then coming home back on Black Friday to fl- to play the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll just give our brief thoughts about this schedule. Dylan, you had some words to say about this beforehand. How about you go get, go ahead and get us started? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a good schedule. I don't mind us playing, like, Colorado and all that because that's an old rivalry. That's fine. On the road, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's fine with me. But why do we have to start? against minnesota on a thursday night to start the season on the road like why can't we can't we just switch louisiana tech and minnesota i mean it's not a it's not a bad idea but like it's because all these like power five schools they don't play other power five schools to start the season at least for the first game most of the time they start at home playing uh like a bum team like no i'm not saying louisiana tech is a bum team but like a team like at that level or even an FCS school and I swear we never play them anymore on week one so that's just my thoughts I don't personally like enjoy the schedule you know Minnesota on the road is not easy it, it'll give us good tests but for a new coach that's coming in we have to start against two power five schools to start the season so I'm little where do you see questioned us, in it where do you see us at least real realistically next season uh, well, we'll have a new coach. I don't think it'll be Mickey. But if it is Mickey, I think he could help us get through it. But I don't know, honestly. We, we just don't know anything. We don't even haven't finished this season yet. So it's just like, realistically, it's going to be tough to start those first two games on the road. And then you have the two easy, you can say, quote-unquote, easy games. And go straight into Big Ten play without a bye week. So that's very scary. But, yeah, that's my thoughts. I mean... It, it's, an inter- it's an interesting schedule, at least. So our two Big Ten East teams we play are Michigan and Michigan State. So that will be interesting to see how that goes for us. Mark, what are your thoughts on the schedule? So I, I've never seen a Thursday night football game um, ever in my... We mean? Well, what I mean is I, I don't... College football isn't normally played on Thursday nights. Or they d- they it? do it all the time. They do it all the time? Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see a stretch of three home games in a row, I think, going from Northern Illinois to Louisiana Tech to Michigan. I think that Michigan game is going to be a tough game for us. Well, yeah. I mean, the last time they were in Lincoln, we almost won. We just blew it. Thanks, Adrian Martinez. But Say, so, Charlie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so at first, just lo- I was kind of going – Looking to, uh, through the schedule and saw that Colorado game. That you know, that's always fun. Just the old rivalry. Uh, last two games, unfortunately, haven't been very fun for Nebraska. But uh, tough, tough opener at Minnesota. I'm, I'm assuming, if I had to say right now. And then, especially similar to this year, you know, starting right away with the Big Ten opponent this year was against Northwestern over in Ireland and now Minnesota, so we'll see. Rather than like Dylan was just saying, maybe playing Louisiana Tech there to kind of get into the season a little bit with a couple non-conference opponents. Um, But then, yeah, looking at conference play after that, you have Michigan at home. Uh, That's, I guess, the first other than Minnesota. Then you get all the Big Ten games. Got the one bye week in there. I'd say that that looks like that's at a pretty good time uh, for the season. And then finishing like this year, um, I guess, do they always finish with Wisconsin and Iowa? Yeah. That, Typically, I, we normally, it's they? either Wisconsin or Michigan State as our second to last game, and then Iowa. So Yeah, well, I knew they always finished with Iowa, but I didn't know because Wisconsin's their second to last game this year as well. So that'll be, uh, that's the same next year. But yeah, tough, tough to say where the team's going to be at still long way out but we'll see if mickey joseph is the head coach maybe someone else you know you hope right now you could say you know this team will at least make a bowl game i think we kind of have that hope every season uh for whatever team we support but yeah i think i think right now you just got to look at the schedule and say all right let's at least make a bowl game but still a long way out so it'll be interesting yeah just quick comment real quick there is definitely enough winnable games to at least make a bowl game next year 
I mean, Minnesota, that I don't know. We don't know, like I said, but Colorado, they're bottom. I mean, they're bottom the right five. now, but, like, we just don't know what these teams are going to look like next year. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think Colorado would be good. They just fired their coach after well, he only been there for two years, and they're going to have a new coach. Team, their, their team's not that good. I mean, they didn't win their first Power 5 game or game of the year until, like, two weeks ago. So, I don't know. But, this, I mean, as you were saying, this is possibly another game that or another schedule that is easy. I wouldn't say necessarily easy to win because you have like Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland is on that schedule this year. I mean, they're they won't a pretty distinct the, team, but they won't have two as a brother next year. Probably. That is true. But once again, we just don't know one who our coaches next season. Two, we're not going to know what these teams look like until probably around. March, April, sort of say, when the season's almost coming. We'll go a quick transition over to Cap No Cap. Dylan, take it away. All right, so we're Cap or No Cap. I'm hosting uh, this week, so we're going to just go straight in. Uh, so the first question, Cap or No Cap, Northwestern had the longest losing streak in college football history. Cap. No, 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 no. I'm going No Cap. No Cap on that one. Final answer? Cap. I'll go no cap. Uh, the people that picked no cap, you are correct. They did have the longest losing streak in college football history, 34 games long through 1979 to 1982. Jeez. They were pretty bad. Uh, all right, so my second question is Nebraska faced Oklahoma in the 1971 game of the century. That is no cap. No, that is that is no cap. No cap. Yeah, you, you all right. That's pretty easy. All right, uh, the next question. Um, Tom Osborne won his first national championship with Nebraska in 1992. I know it's in, wait, no, no, no. I'm going, I'm going, cap. I'm going cap in this one. Cap. Wasn't it in 1971? No. No. I don't know. You say. You all said cap? Yeah. Yeah, you guys are right. It was in 1994. Okay. That was Tom Osborne's first national championship. We won our first national championship uh, as a yeah. school in 1971. Okay. So. All right. Third, uh, fourth question. Rams legendary quarterback Kurt Warner played college football at Iowa. That is cap. That cap. is cap. Yeah, you all are right. He played at you and I. No, that one on top of my head, thanks to my grandma. So. <laughs> all right. This one. Good luck. Uh, Charlie Ward, Florida State quarterback, was the only player to ever win the Heisman, a national championship, and be drafted in the NBA in the same quote-unquote year. In the NBA? Yep. Cap. I'm going no cap. I just got to go against you, Charlie. I'm going cap. No cap. <laughs> Let's go! I won it all in 1993, his final year in college. Yep, he played quarterback, won Heisman, and won a national championship. They beat Nebraska that year. And he was drafted first round in the NBA. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you won. So congrats, I know. Anthony. Feels sweet. Finally get on the board. So, And I had two tiebreaker questions just in case. So, okay. yeah. All right, so this concludes our little fun segment about cap, uh, cap, no cap. We'll be right back with the college football pick'em. You're listening to The Last Take presented to you by Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and Anthony. <laughs> Welcome back to the last take. So first, we're, we're, we're in the pick'em now. So first, I'm going to go over the standings. So currently, I am in first place still with 49. Charlie dropped a third. So Anthony, you're in second with 44. Charlie, the 43. And Mark is within three of third place with 40. So congrats to Mark at getting back into it. He's been on a good streak in the past uh, couple weeks. So We all had that down week last week. and But then we all had a pretty good week last week, I think. Mm-hmm. We all had about six or seven, so... Yeah, so we're going to go right into the pick So the first game, big noon kickoff, number two Ohio State is going on the road into State College to take on the 13th-ranked Nittany Lions. Who you got, Charlie? I got Ohio State in this one. I think they're the best team in the country from what I've seen so far. Uh, it's probably between them and Tennessee, but if I had to 
pick one, I'd probably go with them. Just that offense. Uh, we were just talking about it last night, Dylan, what they did to Iowa's defense uh, just last week, which is, you know, they're one of the you know top defenses uh, in the country as well. They've, you know, always, I think they were holding teams before that, 9, 10, 12 points, and just seeing what Ohio State did uh, last week, that was pretty impressive. Offense over 500 yards a game, 49 points a game is what they're averaging. And then the defense only allowing 14 points a game so far this uh, this year. You can say, you know, Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin, whatever. But, you know, you look at what, what that team has done, both sides of the ball, mainly the offense. But I just think Ohio State's going to go into uh, Happy Valley. I think they'll win pretty easily. Well, I'm choosing Penn State. Number one, it's time for an upset. Number two, it's at Penn State. That atmosphere can get pretty loud. Um, I think that showed last week with the whiteout game. Penn State has a good collection of talent. Uh, this matchup will be the 11th AP Top 15 matchup between Ohio State and Penn State since Penn State joined the Big Ten in 1993. Dang. Okay. Um, so I got I got Ohio State big. I don't. I do. I oh oh. I don't. I don't think Penn State's a good team. I know it's at State College, but it's not a night game. And Ohio State is the best team in the country. They've shown that. Interesting stat you were talking. We like you were saying Iowa is only allowed before the game last week only allowed 56 points on the season. They nearly gave up all of that in one game. 54 points was put onto Iowa. So I feel like we always bring up Iowa. They're always in the news headlines. I think it's always funny. But Ohio State, their defense is very good. I know everyone says their offense is so high-powered, but their defense is super good too. So I don't think Penn State will have a shot. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised like if it's close for a little bit, but Ohio State is just too good. C.J. Stroud's going to have a very good game. He's going to show why he is the Heisman front runner. And, yeah, so I got O.H. big. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, it's obviously no doubt Ohio State is the number one team in the country. But Penn State, you know, is that is that College Station one of the best? No, not College State. State College. State College, there we go. Uh, one of the best atmospheres in all the country. But you just got to spit the facts in that Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. So I'm going to roll with them, allowing just under 15 points. But the key thing for me that's really standing out for Ohio State is that defense because we mentioned Ohio State has one of the best offenses, probably top five in the country, with almost averaging 50 points a game and having 517 yards of offense. On the other side, you mentioned, once again, going back to Iowa. I mean, once again, Iowa's one of the worst offices in all the country. You're talking about only having 158 total yards in conference or in the... In the game. Yeah, I need to... Just, we're just starting. I'm ready. Can't talk. But they allowed uh, six turnovers to happen on the Iowa side. So give me the buck, guys. All right. Mark was the only one with Penn State. So at least, you're, at least we're a little different. Um, so... Next one, Notre Dame going on the road to the JMA Wireless Dome, take on number 16 Syracuse, who actually competed pretty well against Clemson last week. Almost uh, won, too. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie, if you're ready, you can go. What are we doing? We would just go in the same order, probably. Same order. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take Syracuse in this game. Picked. I picked Clemson last week. I picked NC State the week before that. But Syracuse has actually impressed me the last two weeks. Uh, defensively against NC State and then last week never tough to go uh, down to Clemson and and win and they hung right in there had a chance uh, at the end of the game but now number 16 in the country at six and one looking pretty good offense averaging over 400 yards a game only allowing 15 points a game uh, so looking good on defense had a, a good win against Purdue earlier in the year I think we've talked about that a little bit but then Notre Dame you know you look at what they've done they had a what I thought was a good win over BYU, although, you know, you could still say it's a good win, but uh, BYU, they've dropped some games uh, as well since then. Let's just say they got kind of blown out by Liberty last Yeah, we we picked BYU in that one, I think, but... (laughs) Uh, Stan, you know, losing to Stanford after that played UNLV last week, but I'm going to take Syracuse at home. I'm also taking Syracuse. Um, Notre Dame hasn't shown that they can beat good quality opponents. Yeah, um, I'm going to take Cuse too. I mean, Syracuse overall just looked like the better team all year. I'm sure Notre Dame has the better quote unquote athletes and all that because they're that big time school. They're a tier one, tier two school, but like. Syracuse is just, I think they've played better. They've played better against good opponents. I mean, they beat NC State two weeks ago, and then they hung in with Clemson, like we've said. 
Clemson's not that's not an easy team to play and just having to lead most of the game is pretty impressive it is a little concerning that they blew it like that but I know Clemson is a very good team and they can just move the ball when they want most of the time yeah I got I, I got Cuse Cuse is just the better team and I haven't seen like you said Mark Notre Dame just hasn't looked good in games that really mattered to them so yeah I, uh, I'll take the orange you know this game and normally you would see Notre Dame just blowout teams like Syracuse I mean this is Syracuse we're talking about this is normally not a team that's in almost the top 15 and in my mind if they would have been Clemson they probably could have been top 10 with all the teams that lost I mean I mean yeah so but Syracuse they're a better team uh they're only favored to win by at least two and a half which is kind of close in my mind I think Syracuse is probably going to win by double digits in this one that defense though of Notre Dame has allowed a little bit too much on their side but uh, Syracuse has, a, has been the overall team and they're just in my opinion they're still pretty hot so I'm going to go with the orange Okay. Uh, quick pick on this one uh, Southern is going on the road to face on Deion Sanders and the Jackson State or I think they're the Jackson State Tigers the Jackson State Tigers so we got Charlie quick yeah, college game day here. That's you know that's pretty cool. Wait, game uh, days here? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Southern five and two. Jackson State undefeated seven and zero. I'm gonna take Jackson State at home. Jackson State. I'm gonna take Jackson State at home too. I, Deion Sanders, <laughs> and it's I. I'm just gonna be completely honest. I didn't do a lot of research on this one. Nothing against these two teams. I'm sure. I know Jackson State's really good. So yeah, just give me uh, the, give me the Tigers. Yeah, Jackson State has pretty much blown out their opponents throughout the water. You've seen the video on Twitter with Dion and who was the coach that they were playing. And I mean, they had some words to say to each other. Stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but that just goes to show like how much Jackson State's. They're top 10 in the FCS ranking. I just looked at that up last night. But overall, Jackson State's just the way better team in my mind. They're one of the favorites to actually win the FCS championship. So I'm going to go with Tigers. Okay. All right. So the next game, number nine, Oklahoma State is going on the road into Manhattan, Kansas to face off against a Kansas State team who might not have Adrian Martinez for the game. So uh, who you got, Charlie? Yeah, it seems like there's good Big 12 games every single week. We were kind of talking about it, but every week, you know, you've got two ranked Big 12 teams playing this week, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State, I picked against them last week against Texas, and they ended up winning that game. So that was, you know, I was a little surprised just because I thought Texas was the better team. But I like Oklahoma State to go on the road and pick up another win over a ranked opponent this weekend as well. I think Kansas State, they, you know, they hung in there with TCU just like Oklahoma State did. Both teams, you could argue, had good chances uh, to win. I think especially Kansas State uh, this past weekend, but I think Oklahoma State goes on the road and wins. Uh, good, good gets a good win against Kansas State this weekend. I'm picking Oklahoma State. I think their quarterback Spencer Sanders will have a breakout type of game, and Oklahoma State is still in the race for a Big 12 title. Yeah, I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. I honestly just, I think Kansas State has a decent shot, but just the fact of the question of if. Adrian Martinez is playing because he came out of the game this past weekend and then Kansas State kind of just blew the game. I mean, TCU for sure is a good team, obviously, but I just I think OSU is just the better team. Like you said, Spencer Sanders is going to have he's going to have a good game like he normally does. So, yeah, I just uh, and then the Oklahoma State defense, they need to do better, but. It's Big 12 football. There's going to be a lot of yards anyways. But I, I don't think Kansas State's going to be able to maintain against that Oklahoma State offense. So, yeah, give me the give me the Cowboys. Yeah, so, Charlie, you mentioned of how Oklahoma State came back and beat Texas. So, Texas was up 31-17 to with 333. Well, this was in the first half, I should say. So, Texas was shut down in the second half. Quinn Ewers threw three picks, which is very uncharacteristic of him to do that. And then you mentioned Adrian Martinez went down with an injury. And then Will Howard could not do anything against that TCU defense. Uh, I was watching that game Saturday night, and it just hit me that, okay, TCU might actually be for real. But I'm I'm kind of sold, but not really there. But that, that's another team. So onto this matchup. It's a close one. I don't know. My heart says Kansas State, but I, my, my head says Oklahoma State. I'm going to follow my head and go with Oklahoma State. It, it does hurt Kansas State if they don't have Adrian Martinez. If Adrian Martinez plays, I bet you they win. But I just can't guarantee 
That that's my feeling. If Adrian Martinez plays, he will win. I, I, but I also said this about Bryce Young in Alabama. Even, you can't even see that either, because Bryce Young played for Alabama and they still lost. But the point is, like, I don't even know if Kansas State can win with Adrian Martinez. Oklahoma State's a very good team. I say they the, are. The, they ab- are. the ability they came back against. A, obviously, we've seen Texas is a good team. So, but we'll see. We never know. You, that, Martinez that, is a game time decision. Yeah. So we'll and f- as you mentioned, that defense for Oklahoma State has to step up in a big way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came. They had to do good against Texas in the second half because they held mm-hmm. them to three points. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, so, quick pick on this one again. Uh, number twenty, Cincinnati's going on the road to the bounce house to take on UCF. Yeah, I feel like uh, I could actually probably talk about this one for a little because I actually think this is an interesting game. I'm going to take UCF at home. Uh, these are the two highest scoring teams in the AAC. Cincinnati averaging 36 points a game, UCF 37. Cincinnati uh, now 6-1 and one on the year. Had a good win over SMU. Last week I picked SMU in that one. UCF, on the other hand, went to East Carolina and lost that one. Um, but I like UCF at home, I think. On, on defense, you know, you look UCF, they've been the better, slightly better defense this year. Cincinnati, we remember last year, that defense, all those uh, really good good players on the def- uh, on that side of the ball for them. But I'm going to take UCF at home in this one. I, I think they'll win this one. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm actually going to agree with you. I had a Cincy originally, and then now, you know, just you think about it, bounce house. That is a not an easy place to play. Those fans are get into it, and then just coming off the loss, coming back, going back home, it's it's gonna it's gonna really help UCF. They're gonna be inspired, and I think Cincinnati is not that same team. If this was last year, I'm taking Cincinnati all the way, but this is not the same Cincinnati team. So yeah, uh, give me the Knights. Uh, I'm gonna split on this one. I'm going with Cincinnati. Give me that defense. Uh just allowing barely above 300 yards per game. But um, as I'm looking at their last five games here, you mentioned the win against SMU. There they won by two. Win against USF, won by four. Like, they can win close games. And here, Central Florida, they're 5-2 and two here. I mean, all their wins have been blowouts and then the la- loss last week. But then they, and then they lost to Louisville at the beginning of the year. But I just like Cincy in this one. I feel like this is going to go with the spread. It's a one-and-a-half-point favorite for UCF, actually. But I'm going to ride with Cincy on this one. Okay. Mizzou, coming, they're coming into this game 3-4, and four, going on the road, take on number 25, newly ranked number 25, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Uh, and I said it after they lost to Georgia at the time. They were, I believe, 1-2. and two. Uh, they had lost to Arkansas, I think, the week before, but then they lost to Georgia after. And, you know, there were people asking their head coach, Shane Beamer, you know, like in the press conference after the game saying, you know, is this team, you know, wh- what is this team going to do after that? And he's, you know, like he got pretty upset with the media there. You know, they just played the number one team in the country. I'm like, you know, cut this team some slack. I think they're going to win some games. And now you look at the last two weeks, had a good win on the road at Kentucky, uh, won that game 24-14, and then Texas A&M last week. And A&M I don't think is, good, is as good as a lot of people thought they were. But South Carolina now sitting at 5-2, and two, don't really see them coming close to winning their division but you know they're gonna I think you know they're gonna make a bowl game and I think they got Missouri and Vanderbilt here Florida I think that's a winnable game but I think they're gonna win at home this this weekend Uh, Missouri's got a good defense so I would say watch out a little bit for that but I like South Carolina at home I'm also taking South Carolina I think it'll be a very close very close game yeah I got South Carolina as well yeah they I think uh, Spencer Rattler has to play better like he's been turning the ball over like it's easy. What's his stats like? Eight. Pe- he has five touchdowns for eight interceptions. Yeah, so he needs to do better. Like you said, Charlie, that Mizzou defense is pretty is decent. So they they need to play like better than have been earlier this year. But like, but I I got I gotta take SC. I don't believe Mizzou can win the game. Yeah. I mean they. It's still SEC, you never know, but I just I just think SC is the much better team. So I think yeah, if South Carolina's defense shows up, I think they'll definitely be in a good spot. But like you said, Spencer Rattler's got to play better. It's just going to be interesting because he's got to play better against that Missouri defense. You know, that's no that's no easy outing. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So you mentioned uh, the Missouri defense. They when they played Georgia, remember that they were 
on upset alert until Georgia finally came back and won the game with a last second touch or a last minute touchdown, sort of say, to Juwan Edwards. And then South Carolina, on the other hand, you know, you mentioned Spencer Sandler has to take care of the ball. I mean, eight interceptions, five touchdowns is almost like a Casey Thompson stat line. So both these teams have been in really close games. You mentioned South Carolina wins in the past two weeks, and then they played Sacramento State. I don't know, SC State or something like that. I don't know what that South team is. South Carolina State. South Carolina State. Uh, and then Charlotte. But I don't know. This team or this game is kind of decided for me. I'm going to go with my upset pick of the day here. I'm going with Mizzou because of that defense and Spencer Ryler's poor decision-making on this one. Okay. So the next one, this is another big SEC school or uh, matchup. Um, number 19, Kentucky, is going into Knoxville, into Neyland Stadium to take on number three, Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins. I think Tennessee covers spread at 12.5. I don't think this game's going to be close. Kentucky ranked number 19, but it's tough to see anybody stopping Tennessee right now the way they're playing uh, ever since out, you know, the out, or I guess really ever since the start of the season, I kind of saw it. But I think most people now, with you know, after that Alabama game, and they're like, okay, yeah, this is this team's legit. Just you know, you look at the offense, still 50 points, averaging 50 points a game. Uh, just I, I don't think it'll be close. Tennessee at home, I think, under the lights, is going to win big over Kentucky. I'm also picking Tennessee. This will be a quarterback battle. Tennessee is ranked eighth nationally, allowing 90 rushing yards per game. I mean, Tennessee needs to be careful. They have some big games up, upcoming on their schedule, and they don't want to. You you can't overlook this game. I mean, Kentucky. I don't yeah, think Kentucky can, don't want to look ahead to Georgia. Just you know, look at you can't over, you can't man. look past this game because this game is still still very big for them they need to keep keep that momentum going because they have a very tough matchup like you said against georgia in a couple next week or i'd say it's next week after week after so by week so but they they also kentucky is feeling a top 10 defense in the country yards wise or points per game it's points per game but um but they but i i just think tennessee is better they need to be careful but tennessee will win biggish I'm going to ride on the volunteer hype train with this. I'm going with Tennessee in this one. Hennon Hooker uh, is my Heisman runner-up, sort of say, behind C.J. Stroud. But if Tennessee's defense could, like, actually show up for once or allow, I mean, 420 yards, which you say, it's a high number, sort of say, maybe lower it down just a little bit because this is the SEC. Every team is beatable. I mean, even Alabama, look at that a couple weeks ago. Georgia is beatable. Tennessee, I mean, C is beatable because I, next week's game is going to be very exciting. We'll talk more about that next week. I mean, Kentucky, they're kind of on the cold train a little bit, losing to Ole Miss and then losing to South Carolina and then kind of escaping away against Mississippi State. So just give me the Tennessee Volunteers. All right. Next one, another SEC matchup. Number 15, Ole Miss, is going on the road to College Station to take on A&M team. I want to pick A&M. This just seems like the game that like they would win at home. I feel like Ole Miss, and maybe it was last week at LSU, you know, they lost that. There's always just, I, I don't know, it just feels like with Lane Kiffin, and maybe in the past, but even before that. But there's that one game on the road. They just stumble. Uh, I think they lost to Auburn last year on the road when they were. I think they just had only lost to Alabama before that. You know, and that was a good football team they had last year. You know, they were undefeated. They had done their job this year. But I thought last year's team, just because of Matt Corral, I think that made them a better team last year maybe than they were this year. But going on the road, A and M, who they three straight losses now. Uh, South Carolina just this past weekend on the road this one i don't know i'm going struggling we dylan we've we i think we've picked the same on all these games so far i'm gonna go i'm gonna go texas a&m at home to win this one and end the losing streak uh so yeah going with the aggies i'll follow that up um i'm gonna take uh Ole miss <laughs> i think i think Ole miss i mean the, for sure this is not an easy game going on the road in college station that is a very hostile environment it's a night game that it's very hard to play good there but I just I think Ole Miss's rushing tax is a little better than what AM can stop. AM for sure, like you said, has not looked good the past three three games they played. And it just I mean they held Alabama to twenty four, but we don't I don't know with Alabama right now. But it's still really tough for AM. I don't think they'll win. And it's gonna for I think this one this one will be close. But AM will lose again and will force Texas AM to make a decision on Jimbo Fisher's future on this one. 
can't believe I, I, we're even talking about that. The, well, I think they need to really consider it. But, yeah, go ahead, Mark. So I'm picking Ole Miss. Ole Miss defense has been solid all season long. I'm just a quick question here. Who is Texas A&M true quarterback? Who knows? <laughs> because I'm just looking at their stats here, and they have three different quarterbacks listed on here. I mean, you have Haynes Keene, yeah. who hasn't played great. He's only he's thrown for 941 yards, six touchdowns, six interceptions. You've had Max Johnson come in and play just for a little from bit. LSU. Mm-hmm. I say, and he he hasn't played bad. Uh, he's completed 60 percent of his passes for 517, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So it's just like, I just wonder who's controlling that A&M offense. I think it's Haynes Keene. I say, if it's Keene, then, then Ole Miss is destroying them. I just don't... A&M's offense is kind of like Iowa, but in the SEC. Like, they're one of the worst offenses in the SEC right now. Even... I, I know you're going to make your pick, but the ironic thing is, they had the number one class in the country last year. Yeah. And Jimbo had to uh, suspend three freshmen. All of them were in this class. So that's just saying something. I mean, but who knows about class ranking now because we have the transfer portal. So they don't get much playing time. They just go in the portal and then they go play somewhere else. So if he, I don't know. I, I was just curious. It's Ole Miss big. That's my pick. All right. So the next one, Danford is going on the road to the Rose Bowl. Not really a hostile environment, but uh, number 12, UCLA. Yeah, kind of the opposite environment of the one we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, I still like UCLA. I guess now they'd be a be a bounce back after the loss to Oregon last week. Um, I'll take him at home against Stanford, who did pick up a win against Notre Dame, like I was saying earlier, just a few weeks ago. I don't know if Stanford's schedule pulled up here. I'd say they they up. actually beat Arizona State last week, fifteen to fourteen. So they won two in a row. So they were one and four. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. I mean, you look at the losses too, like USC, Washington, Oregon, and Oregon State. Uh, and Oregon State, you know, those aren't terrible losses. And then, like we said, uh, went over Notre Dame and went over Arizona State. And they, I guess, yeah. I mean, they're. I guess you could say they're a little bit better than maybe their record shows, just because of you know the opponents they played. And that's in the Pac-12 too. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with UCLA at home. Uh, bounce back after a tough loss. No longer the highest ranked Pac-12 team, unlike last week. So going with UCLA. I'm also choosing UCLA. Uh, UCLA. <laughs> yeah. I I know Stanford. Like you said, their win their losses are pretty good. Those are good. They've lost to really good Pac-12 teams, but I I don't I don't think Stanford can win. They're not going to be able to hold on against this UCLA offense led by uh, DTR. He's pretty good. He's a dark horse for the Heisman. I know he didn't. I don't know how. I forgot how good he played last week. Obviously, they didn't win. Obviously, but like it's they th- still put up points. And but I just I just don't think Stanford's good enough. But yeah, so just give me give me the Bruins. So he didn't play bad. Uh, twenty seven for thirty nine, two sixty two, for two touchdowns and a pick. So like it's not a bad stat line, especially against Oregon's defense, who's definitely stepped it up since the beginning of the season. Stanford, uh, close wins over mediocre teams, so to say. Uh, and then UCLA, obviously, one of the better teams in the Pac twelve, which is kind of hard to say, and it's kind of scary because they're moving, they're coming to the Big Ten here pretty soon. Like giving the Bruins as well. I feel like all our picks have been pretty much the same, but oh well. Just one more thing quickly. I'm just looking at the Pac-12 standings. Like, there are some really good. Like, I mean, there are some good teams here, and I think usually, what I've heard at least, um, you know, is the Pac-12. You know, doesn't even compare to some of these other conferences. Pac-12 is the worst Power Five conference. I've heard it before, but you know, you've got, you know, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Utah. And I don't think Oregon State and Washington are bad teams. In fact, I mean, I didn't even think Washington State was a bad team. Of course, now they're one and three in the conference, but they're still four and three on the year. So there's some good teams in the Pac-12. I think more than at least I expected. Um, I'm not sure about you guys, but UCLA, especially in Oregon State, two teams I didn't really see coming. Yeah, I did not see UCLA being this good. I mean, yeah. they were number nine last earlier, like. Last week they were number nine. I was not expecting that. I didn't expect. I know USC is good. I was not expecting that fi- that hot hot start that they had. I mean, yeah, it's been very interesting. This football season has been overall just really like 
weird. Like a lot of SEC, like that's normal, but Pac-12 really good. Big 12. Last year, Texas and Oklahoma are in the conference, and they're I mean, going Oklahoma's crazy. Oklahoma's at the bottom now. Oklahoma's at the bottom. Texas crazy. is falling. It's it's a good wake up call that they shouldn't be leaving. They're not going to be able to. They're trying. These Big 12 teams are trying to tell them that they're not going to be able to compete in the in the SEC. I do see them competing in the SEC, but they're just trying to get their last like punch, the last laugh on these right. two, the two levers. Um, but yeah, it's just been very interesting. ACC. They're just the ACC. It's all Clemson. It, it's much. just Clemson. Yeah. Wake Forest top ten. But still, That's I weird. mean, Syracuse. I mean, they, they're Cuse. a surprise. I mean, wait, I didn't expect Wake Forest being top ten, but they are. Yeah. It's. And then you have the Big Ten, who no, it's, no. it's literally one conference. It's literally one side of the conference versus yeah. like one or two teams on the other side. That's yeah. typical, but like. Yeah, I won't even. But even that. even this year. <laughs> I mean, do you, but do you really see Illinois or... No, I'm just no. saying there's always one or two teams in the West and then well, the, the entire other yeah. division, so... Yeah. But the, I'm just saying I don't Excluding think like anyone in the West is competing with I think I think we all, we all knew that after Minnesota loss in week four. I think after we realized that, like, yeah, the East is winning. And well, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, look at them. That's true, but it's also well. We'll Michigan, see at the end of the year. I don't think they'll compete with Michigan or Penn State either, to be yeah. honest. But we'll, I mean. but we'll see that at the end of the week when Ohio State's play Michigan. So, uh, the last game, the, it's actually on the pick'em this week. Nebraska is going or is hosting number, I believe, sixteen Illinois. Uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna pick it, but we're gonna transit. We're gonna uh, transition into the next segment. So I'll hand it over to Anthony. For finally, we get to talk about Nebraska football. Let's say we had our bye week last week, which was at a very good timing. Very much needed because we struggled on the road against Purdue, but we rallied back, and then we kind of struggled, and then we rallied back again. Just couldn't come up in the end. So overall, we're kind of looking this game as, at least I am, the quote "do or die" uh, game for Mickey Joseph. So if he does win off, maybe he'll be considered for the head coaching job. In my mind, if he loses this game, he is no longer in the question. Say, Charlie, what are your thoughts overall about this game and just what are some key takeaways that we can get from this? Yeah, so going into the season, I didn't think that this game was going to be one of our tougher games. Um, And I guess in the Big Ten, you really never know what you're going to get every week. But I would say going into this one, that is probably our toughest game since Oklahoma, at least going into it, um, because I remember, you know, back when we were playing them, that was definitely a lot of hype for that. Oklahoma one. was a top ten team. Yeah, they were they were up there, and obviously we know the rest rest of the story after after they beat us that day. But Illinois coming in number seventeen in the country, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I guess. You really look, they could easily be undefeated. I mean, they lost at Indiana by three, but every other game, you know, they've won obviously six and one. So now ranked uh, Nebraska. I guess this is, what were you saying? You were saying something about, you know, they, we don't perform well usually at this at this time of day or something like that. Like 2.30? The 2.30 window or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're 1-0 this oh, year. Oh, no, no, no. You were saying on ABC. On ABC, we yeah. do not perform well. Yeah. I'm just I, saying. We, right. The last, like, five times we played on ABC, we lost. So Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I guess, you, you know, you could call it, I guess, a do-or-die game. I mean, I don't really see it that way. Uh, keys to the game, obviously, for Nebraska. They're going up against Illinois' defense, which is right now the best defense in the country uh, statistically. So that's going to be offense, I guess, is what I'm looking at. That's going to be the matchup. Can the offense put up enough points against that defense? You know, certainly not going to be easy, I don't think, for them. Um, and then the defense, we'll see how they do going up against Tommy DeVito, quarterback for Illinois. And that offense, um, they haven't looked too bad either. I mean, you know, both sides of the ball, I think, really are going to have to play, you know, well if Nebraska wants to win this game. But especially the offense, uh, 37 points 
Um, not this past week, it was a bye, but the week before that against Purdue, they put up 37 points. So I think they're going to have to maybe not get to that number, but they're certainly going to have to put up put up more uh, than I would say. I, I'd say they'll need at least 20 points to win this, and Illinois' offense I think will score as well on Nebraska's defense. So mainly the Nebraska offense – can Casey Thompson make enough plays? Can the offensive line perform at a high level? And I mean, yeah, really the entire offense against Illinois' entire defense. I'm, I'm excited to watch that matchup. I think that will determine the outcome of the game, if I had to say right now. So won't make a pick yet, but... A little, some tidbits to know. A win on Saturday would give Nebraska its first win against a ranked opponent since a 35-32 victory over number 22 Oregon on September 17, 2016. That's pretty big. Brett Bielema's overall record against Nebraska is 3-1. and one. Um, Illinois is 3-1 and one in the Big Ten for the first time since 2007. Wow. Yeah, I completely forgot that was the last time we beat a ranked team, and Oregon wasn't even that good that year. But um, we were pretty good that year. Till we lost Wisconsin, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, this I, I, this game, that bye week came in at perfect timing because we needed that so bad. And we have a big game this week, Illinois. They're a very good game. They're a very good team. I mean, Chase Brown, he's arguably the best running back in the country. Tommy DeVito, I mean, transfer from Syracuse, he's good-ish. I mean, his stats say he's pretty good, but in the past he's been... He's been prone to mistakes. He's one of those quarterbacks that we could make, make mistakes. They haven't. I, I'm just. Gonna, I'm not gonna put. Their only loss was against Indiana, who they they still put up 200 yards passing, 200 yards rushing, and they still lost the game. I'm just saying. And we beat Indiana. I'm not saying that's gonna cause us to win, but I'm just. It's just a thing to think about. I mean, Chase Brown, like I said, nearly 200 carries for over a. Uh, 1,050 yards and four touchdowns. That's that's impressive in itself. He's a very good running back. He's the best running back in the Big Ten. It's pretty close between him and Blake Corum with Michigan. Was, that's what I was going to ask. It's def- pretty close. I know Blake Corum. You said Blake Corum last week is by far the best running back in the country, so I didn't I've know. I've been thinking about it. but yeah. uh, I, I don't know. That, that That's interesting. Definitely the two best, I would say, though. And the- just the thing with this game, it's, it's going to come down to can we play on both sides of the ball? Offense, I haven't been very worried about. They've been able to put up points when we need it. But this week? I don't know. The number one defense in the country. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that right now. Over halfway through the year, and I'm saying Illinois is the number one defense in the country. What is happening? Okay, but like, here's my thing about Illinois, though, is that... Who have they really played that has a significant offense? That's, That's true. exactly. That's what I was about to say. Indiana's not that good. Just to be honest, their offense has they can somewhat put up points, but I mean I mean they competed well against us. I mean until the second until the second half. Exactly. They and then, did not do crap. So and let's be honest, is Nebraska defense that good? No. But and we held them to no points. I'm just saying Indiana, they're not the greatest, and then Illinois. Who who have all who say, have so, all they played? So they played. They blew out Wyoming at the beginning of the year. Then they lost to Indiana, Virginia, Chattanooga, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. They won the Iowa game nine to six. For yeah, that, I, I literally watched like the end of that game. And that was I, the most was boring kinda... game ever. I was listening listening to the radio. That was the most boring game ever. And then I went back home. It was still on, and I watched it literally. Punt after punt, turnover, turnover. It's like this is why, like they have the number one defense in the country because they don't a lot. They haven't played. I mean, Iowa. We know how bad their offense is. They're one of the worst offenses in the country. They played Wisconsin, who did not play good that week. They it caused them to fire their coach. It's probably not the reason, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you could though argue the other way around. Which defenses has Nebraska played that are good? Because I mean I can't really think of any good defense. I mean Purdue's is all right. They're I mean, sa- they're safe. They gave up not- 35 to Wisconsin this past week. So yeah, but I'm not. I'm, I wasn't saying Wisconsin's offense isn't good. It's not. It's all right. I mean, Braylon Allen. There, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But I'm just saying. Or that. I know Nebraska hasn't played any good offenses or defenses. I mean, was it? What's Rutgers' defense? Was it? Uh, actually, their, I, I want to say their defense is that was that was the best part of their team. Their offense yeah, was I mean, trash. Yeah, in that game, it definitely was. Uh, I mean, I think 
Yeah, I think you could argue, but I, I, you know, I don't think any defense Nebraska has faced comes close to Illinois so far. And we I don't mean, even, we I don't know, even we're, know we're looking back on it. Yeah, it's not it's good. But tough. Oklahoma, at that time, they had the one of the best offenses in the country and one of the best defenses in the country, and they still have a decent defense. The team doesn't change, but the de- like players wise. I know their stats are not the greatest, but are you talking about? You're talking wait about the Oklahoma game. I mean, it was. We're looking. I'm just like looking back. It's kind of hard to say now because I mean, look at the teams we've played. I mean, Oklahoma fell off. Right, because we thought that defense with Brett Venables was you know one of the top defenses. And I know Northwestern. I know Northwestern's offense is atrocious. It's one of the worst yeah. in the Big Ten. But that defense, I mean, it's still pretty good. They. I mean, they're still losing games. I mean, it's because, like I said, their offense is atrocious. But they're still, like, allowing these good teams. Like, they only allowed Penn State 17 points. So, I mean, I'm just saying. But looking back, like, the defenses don't look that good we've played. But at the time we were playing them, they are good. Definitely, yeah. It's just really hard to look at it right now. I think, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like you said, it's definitely tough looking at Illinois. Um just it doesn't seem right to say you know this is the best defense in the country right now. I don't think, I don't think. And stats wise, this, this is the best defense we've played. It, we will be playing this year. Say it's, stats wise, say it's tough. So it, you know, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they're the best defense in the country. I just think you know when you look at the defenses Nebraska's played, I don't think any of them match up to Illinois from what I've seen at least so far. So, but then I mean, I don't know. It's kind of tough because like. At least for us, in order to win this game, we have to, like, that rush defense for any, for Illinois is really good, only allowing 78 yards per game. I feel like that is actually our main goal. Let's get is, the run going. It's trying to get Anthony, Anthony Grant going. I mean, he has not looked good in these past couple games. He looked sure. really good at the beginning of the year, but then now he's... He, he hasn't Again, been as productive. We're playing good rush defenses. That is true. But we just got to get that run going. We can't. Because if you don't have a run game, you have to rely all, all on the pass. And Casey, we know, is he's capable, but he's not at the same time in making very good decisions. You're talking 11 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. But- we also have to go again, offensive line. He has zero time. He does. He has but, no. He has two seconds to get the ball out, and that's why he's throwing these passes that are getting picked off because he has zero time. He takes sacks a lot. He, I don't know he how many sacks use he's been le- taking. He didn't use his legs at all against he's Purdue. A, he didn't have. He's to be fair. He never had to at Texas because he was that. Pro, it was that pro style offense. He's that pro. Pro-ish style quarterback, but and he's capable of doing it. He can too. move. I know he has four rushing touchdowns on the year. I know he can move. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's, it's just really tough. He, in my mind, he, he can't even move. He doesn't have enough time to get out of the pocket. Night, he can't like half the time, like over half the time. So it's just you got to get a run game going if you want to try and compete with Illinois. In my well, mind, yeah. so then therefore the O line has to step up. Another thing is this is. The defensive line has to get pressure on Tommy DeVito. If he can sit back in the pocket all day and he will still destroy you on the passing, I don't even think our secondary has to really do much. I just think we got to get we just got to get the pass. Guard the short pass, please. Yeah. We just we just got to get pressure on it. So, all right. Go around, give your predictions. Okay, uh go ahead, Charlie. All right. So, I'm going to take Illinois in this game. I've kind of been talking about it. I think, you know, they they look pretty good right now. Nebraska at home, definitely home field advantage uh, plays a part. But I think Illinois at the end of the day, the defense, um, their defense against Nebraska's offense, like I said, that matchup is going to determine the outcome of the game. And I like Illinois' defense right now more than I like Nebraska's offense. So I'm taking Illinois. I'm taking Nebraska 27-20. to 20. I think Trey Palmer is going to have a breakout game. Again? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Were you I'm, saying again, me picking against Nebraska? No, no uh, Trey Palmer. <laughs> I picked against him. Not no, me. that's fine. You picked him three Last times three in a row. weeks yeah, against but, him, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take Nebraska. Here's Okay, so my impact players, we need that Nebraska offense. We need Trey Palmer. He needs to get open. He needs to get open for – I'm not just saying just Trey Palmer, too. I mean, we need Marcus Washington open, Alante Brown. Oliver Martin, they all need to get open because who knows how much time Casey Thompson is going to have. And 
And then the second off uh, impact player, we need Anthony Grant to move the ball, like we said. We need to establish that run against a decent run defense. If we can get that run going, I like our chances. But And then on the defensive side of the ball, Luke Reimer, I think he's coming back. I'm pretty sure he's good to go. That's huge. That's a big that's part. Really, that's really big. He's we our, showed it last week. We needed him. And we he's, our, he's our best tackler and by Nick, far. And Nick Henrich is out for the rest of the year. That's going to hurt us. Um, just Luke Reimer is a game changer when he's healthy. He showed it against Indiana, getting a huge turnover. And then my other impact player, Marquise Buford, like you said last week, he, or not last week, two weeks ago, He's only a sophomore, and he's leading the team in interceptions and pass deflections. So, I mean, it's not that impressive. It's two interceptions and one pass deflection. But he's still, he's only a sophomore, and he's pretty good. And he have another two or three years with him. So, I'm really excited to see how good this defense does. And I think Nebraska can pull it off. Being at home, too, coming back home is huge for us. That home crowd makes a huge difference. I'm going to take Nebraska 28-24, and we get the upset. And Mickey is still somewhat in the head coaching like uh, race, I guess. So, yeah. Say uh, this one, is, it's just tough for me because, I don't know, like you mentioned Charlie, Nebraska hasn't really played a defense as superior as Illinois. But Illinois, in my opinion, hasn't played an offense as superior as Nebraska's, at least at least according to their schedule, from what they've seen. I mean, the best. This is probably one of their best offenses they've gone against. At least Th- that, that's now. a better way to put it. Yeah, because I know they have Michigan. Later I should I should have so. said superior, but like it's yeah one Michigan of the, one of the better one of the, one of the better offenses they played so far this year. Yes, so I think we could say we're the best offense they've played this year. So. I Minnesota, they looked awful. You could say that, and their quarterback was out, and other to stuff. To be fair, that was, so yeah. I don't know. It's just really tough. I would love to see Nebraska win, but I just don't see it happening. I think honestly, our defense collapses, and Chase Brown has a 200-yard rushing game. I honestly see that but the happening. Th- but, but the thing is, like I said earlier, they can get 200 yards passing and 200 yards on the ground and still lose. They've shown true. it this year. But, but the thing is, again, their only loss. But I mean, okay, I'm just but when they lost to Indiana, they had four turnovers, though. That really helped Indiana get back in the game. I'm just saying, Illinois. It's one of those teams we can. It's Illinois. They they make turnovers. Not this year as much, but in the past, if they are pressured, their quarterbacks, especially Tommy DeFito last year, if he's pressured, he's prone to mistakes. But we, he hasn't we been have, pressured this year because they haven't. We have to get that pressure, though. Yeah. If we don't have that pressure, that run game is going to get going, and we're, there's no stopping Chase Brown. So, all right. help with Luke Reimer being back, but yeah. If, if he comes back. so I think he's healthy. All right, so this overall concludes this week's episode of The Last Take. Uh, tune in on 2.30 on ABC to, w- to watch the Nebraska Cornhuskers hopefully come out with a win against the Illinois fight tonight. Uh, any other remarks you guys want to say before we check out? Uh, just, um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're on Spotify and Apple, and uh, check out our Instagram. I know we don't post, we just post whenever it's released, and... Uh, look out for like a biographies. Uh, and yeah, stuff, look out for Mark's biography coming out. Probably, I'm sure we'll get that out as soon as we can. And, um, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell your friends, trying to spread this out as much as we can. Uh, we love doing this, and we are hoping to try and see that we that you guys love it too. So, so signing off for Charlie, Mark, Dylan, I'm Anthony. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll tune you out in the next one. Go big red. Go big red. Wait.